Hi, this is Larson Hicks, and welcome to my podcast, where I rant and rave about whatever it is I'm currently thinking about, and also occasionally bring in much smarter guests for longer conversations about topics they're passionate about. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. YouTube and podcast world, it's Larson uh, Hicks on the Larson Hicks channel show thing. Um, it's good to have you here. Thanks for being here. I wanted to talk uh, briefly about Christian nationalism. There's a lot to be said here. There's a lot of conversation in our cir- in my circles about this right now. Canon Press is about to publish a book uh, by Stephen Wolf called The Case for Christian Nationalism. Um, uh, Rich Lusk and I are going to interview Andrew Isker here, I think, next week on his recent book with uh, the Gab founder, Andrew Torba on their book called Christian Nationalism. And it's kind of a funny phenomenon. I, th- I think what's happened uh, is that the left, in an effort to um, to spread, you know, uh, propaganda about people on the right, they, they kind of coined this phrase, Christian nationalism, as, as kind of a boogeyman, kind of a made-up thing. Um, and, uh, and it's funny because um, I don't think there was anybody really before that that term started getting bandied about that that would have called themselves a Christian nationalist, but obviously um, that vacuum has now is now being filled by a bunch of people who've said, yeah, sure, let's let's fill that that word that term with meaning. What 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 is a Christian nationalist like? What sh- or what should we define as Christian nationalism? And so now you've got a lot of people writing books uh, about. This topic and trying to define what what is a Christian nationalist and what what is that a thing uh, or could that be a thing um, and it's it's actually been really a fun conversation and I think a lot of good's probably going to come from it um, you know if anything I think people who are who see Christian nationalism as a as a threat or as a boogeyman um, I think they're going to see it, see these books and actually read them perhaps um, and go okay well that wasn't actually what I was thinking. If that's what it is, then I'm actually not all that worried about it. Um, again, I think it's just a standard kind of trick of, of words where you, you take a concept like nationalism, which, which has a, you know, you could you could talk about, you know, um, Nazis as nationalists. And, and there's lots of, there's been lots of evil, you know, white supremacist type groups that, are, that would call themselves nationalists in some way. And so you kind of take those words and you blend them with with Christian. I think I've even heard white Christian nationalism. So, you know, it kind of gives it a little bit more of a racist uh, tone. Anyway, it's all fun. Uh, and and uh, th- these books, I think, and these conversations are good. And I was just listening. I haven't even listened to the whole thing yet, but I was listening to Jared Longshore's interview with uh, Stephen Wolf, the author of The Case for Christian Nationalism that's, that's going to be published by Canon. I was really enjoying their conversation and it just kind of got my got kind of a thought experiment running in my head or at least a conversation running in my head that I thought I'd, I'd share with you. Um, and, it, and it goes like this. It's basically if, if, if I were to to talk with somebody who was who was saying, no, there's no place. You know, there's, there's a strict separation between church and state. Um, there's no place for Christians to impose their morality on government or politics or in the public square. You know, they need to cre- keep your religion inside of your heart and your mind and your church it shouldn't it shouldn't apply anywhere else my put and, and that's a common that's a common view and there's 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 christian there's conservative christians who like during the pandemic for example or the 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 plandemic um were were uh using that that argumentation look uh we should obey our civil authorities 
our religion has nothing to do with what we do, you know, we just, or with, with laws and we just need to obey regardless. Um, and so there, there are a lot of Christians who, who have totally, totally believe what I just said and, and agree with it. And, and frankly, I think a lot of us, um, a lot of us who, who would disagree with that still, uh, hold a lot of those beliefs and, and behave in, in, in ways that, 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 um, betray that we actually have been catechized, uh, to think this way. And, uh, and so I think these books about Christian nationalism are, are going to be a good way to kind of snap us out of this trance, perhaps that we've been placed, uh, under by uh, the enemies of the church. So here was kind of my, my, um, um, well, here, here's what I'd say. Um, just by way of kind of introducing the topic again, I, I think this set, well, I'll have some closing statements. Let me get into my, my kind of, uh, my thought experiment. So, so you're single, right? Um, and you're not a believer. Okay. You're, you're an atheist, you're single, you're living, you're living your life however you want, uh, doing whatever you want, uh, trying to obey the, the laws, you know, the land, but you're, but otherwise just doing whatever you want. And then you become a Christian. Um, okay. You get converted. Um, how do you live now, right? Um, d- does does your Christian identity and faith have any impact over uh, what things you do, right? Um, do do you have sex out of wedlock? Well, that's legal. You're allowed to do that, um, but but do you? Um, uh, why not? You know, it isn't isn't being a Christian just belief in God? And in, can't you be a Christian and 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 hold to your Christian beliefs? Um, on Sundays and in your prayer life and in your Bible reading, but, but then also in your public life, uh, live by a different standard. Why not? Um, I think most people across the board would say, of course, you have to live like a Christian. There's such thing as sin and there's such thing as, um, uh, being moral and immoral. And, and, and as a Christian, you should follow, uh, scripture and, and God's standard. Okay. Fair enough. I agree. Uh, let's move on. So then you meet a woman, uh, uh, you get married, you want to get married. Uh, do you marry a Christian woman? Um, or do you, do you marry whoever, whoever you're attracted to regardless of their beliefs? Um, why, why wouldn't you, um, why, right? Why would you marry a, you know, most would say, well, I, no, you should marry a Christian woman. Why not? Uh, why not marry a, you know, a, a, a Buddhist or a Hindu or, or a Mormon or, somebody who's got a completely different belief system, uh, an atheist, why wouldn't you? Uh, you know, because scripture says, you know, scripture says don't be unequally yoked. And, and, uh, and, and so, um, so it seems like, uh, that's a clear, there's clear biblical arguments for it. Okay. I agree. Um, uh, what about the marriage? Like would the marriage itself, would you have a pastor officiate the marriage? Would it, would it be a Christian wedding? Uh, would you take vows? Uh, would it be in a church, or would it be? Um, would there be prayer and scripture, and and uh, and, and would you follow the Christian um, uh, format and and uh, structure of marriage? Um, why not just go to the courthouse? I mean, it's legal, right? It could be legal. You get married any way you want. Why? Why are you insisting on being making this marriage ceremony a Christian thing? Well, again, I think the argument. Uh, that most of us would would hold to is like, look, they're both Christians. They're marrying within the faith, so they should have a Christian marriage. Okay, good. I agree with that too. Um, so far, uh, though, we're 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 taking uh, we're taking this Christian thing and we're starting to apply it 
in 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 other you know in ways that that transcend kind of the spiritual and the individual. We're now starting to say, well, the way I live outside of church needs to adhere to scripture, and who I marry needs to adhere to scripture, and how I get married needs to adhere to scripture. So so clearly there is some other realms uh, where where my faith and where where the authority of scripture matters. You guys have a kid, okay? Do you raise your kid in the church? Do you take your kid to church? Uh, do you teach them scripture? How do you discipline them? How do you set the rules in your house? Do, you, do those rules, do you appeal to, you know, the latest um, Cosmopolitan magazine or whoever it is that's telling people, you know, Oprah, uh, you know, is that where you get your guidance for how you raise your and train your kids? Um, it, it, in your household, is it a sin to lie or to steal or to uh, hurt a sibling? Why, you know, um, do you discipline for sins? Uh, do you, do you appeal to scripture when you're teaching your kids what they should and shouldn't do? Um, I think again, in most cases, Christians would, would totally go, this seems like a stupid conversation. Why are we having this conversation? Of course, you know, you're Christians, you raise your kid like a Christian, you discipline them according to scripture. Okay. Um, I agree. Uh, but it's, it's interesting where where it is we're going to draw this line because uh, so far we've we've been okay with extending your personal uh thoughts and religion to who you marry how you get married uh and how you how you raise your kids and what rules you set in your home okay so let's let's keep expanding it and let's say that you're your christian brother I, i've got a brother who lives in town here he's a christian he's married to a christian they're raising their kids in the faith the same way I am. Let's say we want to go in together and buy some property, okay? Um, uh, maybe a piece of land outside of town and we want to build some houses out there. Um, so we, you know, we, uh, let's say we, we form an LLC, right, to own the property. And and then uh, somebody is interested in, um, in setting up a uh, abortion clinic on our property, right? They ask us, hey, can we set up... Can we rent a space from you or buy some space from you and, and, and set up an abortion clinic uh, there? Is that okay? Um, and let's say, you know, in Alabama, it's, it's illegal. But let's say we're, we're over in Georgia where it's, uh, where it's legal right now. I believe Georgia is still legal. Um, so we're in Georgia. It's legal. Why not? Why wouldn't we rent um, some space in our home to an abortion clinic? Um, if, if a friend of yours from church did that, would you think that was weird? If they, if they said, Hey, I'm, you know, I've got a big house and I, I rented a couple of rooms to this abortion group. Um, it's just money. Um, I, I just need, I need extra money and they're willing to pay. And, and, uh, you know, it's not my, I'm not doing it. You know, it's them that are doing it. Uh, I think most of us would get a little uncomfortable there. Um, at least us pro-life Christians would say, well, abortion's murder and you're, um, and that scripture tells us that, um, that's clear from scripture. Um, and so, uh, it seems like you're really, you're really, uh, a party to, to murder there. Uh, and, and you're, you're certainly aiding and abetting murderers. Uh, you probably shouldn't do that. Right. Um, I, you know, I think that, that it's, it's pretty obvious if, if we got two Christian men who own a piece of property, um, that we're going to set rules about what can and can't be done on our property based on our shared beliefs um, about what's right and what's wrong. It seems pretty obvious. I think I think most people would agree with that. But let's say like some other people from church 
said, Hey, we want to, we want to buy the property adjacent to yours. We want to, and we want to create a little bit of a community. You know, we'd like to put a little road in that connects all of our, our houses and, um, we need to define, so let's come together. Let's kind of form our own little HOA and let's define, uh, what, what, uh, what kind of rules we want to set, right. For our, our little property. Um, uh, should we set speed limits? You know, should we, uh, should we, um, should we allow prostitution? You know, if a prostitute shows up and wants to hang out on one of our street corners, should we say, no, you can't do that here. Um, well, why, why, why couldn't we, let's say it was, it was legal. Um, you know, prostitution was legal. It's not in, in, at the moment, <laughs> it's not illegal. Uh, we could appeal to the law, uh, but again, uh, come back to the abortion example or, or a curfew, you know, for the kids or, or some sort of, uh, rules about, you know, um, theft, you know, on our property or, I mean, there, there, there are obviously things, uh, that, that are gray areas, you know? Um, I mean, there's, there's, a like, you know, if I had, I have teenagers, let's say some of the people from church have teenagers, we might say, Hey, look, we're not going to, here, one of our rules is going to be no, no boys over in the girl's room, you know, um, alone. Uh, and we might say, you know, because we want to protect these kids and we want to, we want to be above reproach and so on and so forth. Okay. Well, why would we do that? You know, why would we make rules like that? Uh, well, we, we'd appeal to scripture. We'd, we'd look to scripture and say, these, these things seem to be obvious from scripture. Let's apply it. Let's create some rules here that, that, uh, we all agree to that line up with that. The point is, I think, I hope that you see, and I, I won't just beat this to death, but I think the point is uh, that it's clear that in all of these scenarios, and we've gotten further and further from the the individual, um, that it seems pretty obvious that you'd continue to want to to be influenced by by the Christian faith, by scripture. You're Christians, why wouldn't you? And, and I think that's what, you know, this bugaboo... Uh, about Christian nationalism or, or, or really about people who say America is a Christian nation. This is what we're talking about. We're just saying this is a place that was founded by Christians and they, it was their place and they instituted rules and laws that aligned with their faith. Um, where else would they come up with rules and laws? Uh, if it, if not from their faith, that's, that's, and, 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 and the, and the, the dirty secret is, Nobody can, you know, there is always a standard. There is no neutrality. Um, but this is, this is what, um, has been going on, uh, for a long time. And, uh, and actually, you know, some of the, I think 13, uh, of the 13 original colonies, I can't remember the number, but like something like more than half of them had official state churches. Um, um, and so like the, 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 um, separation of church and state was really talking about a national, like a, a federal, uh, church. Uh, obviously they were these, all these colonies were okay with a state church cause they all, ha- a bunch of them had state churches that lasted in some cases for over a hundred years. Um, uh, and so it wasn't about that. It was about, uh, the fact that, you know, we're a bunch of individual states or countries, uh, in this union, we're not going to allow for a, a, uh, a church above all the other churches and make it, you know, uh, mandated across this union. Um, but this, this separation thing, right. Where, um, we've tried to, uh, we've, this, the separation of church and state thing has been taught to us by those 
who want to take over and run our country um, according to their own standards and their own religion. That's all it is. That's all it's ever been. Um, they want to convince us that there is some neutral, secular way of making decisions about laws and rules and sta- uh, th- that are ordered uh, that, that don't appeal to any religious standard um, or any philosophical standard or any um, any principles. And the reality is that, that, of course, they always appeal to, to th- th- there is no neutrality. Um, there's no way to come up with a law without appealing to morality. Um, that's all that a law is. A law is enforced reality. Murder is saying, uh, a, a law against murder is saying, uh, murder is wrong and we're going to, and we're going to punish those who commit it. Um, that's enforced morality. That's all that is. Um, if you don't think murder is wrong, then don't have a law against it. Um, and uh, don't enforce it. Um, right. And, and, you know, that, that's, that's actually, um, my friend Darren's grandparents were missionaries to, uh, to tribes in Ecuador. And, um, and these were tribes that actually murder was part of their life. Like they, they, and they were the average age, uh, or oldest, uh, oldest, you know, the average lifespan was something like 35 or something. These people, would just kill each other for, for almost anything. And it was part of their culture and they did it all the time. So there are cultures that set themselves up that way who don't believe that murder is a, is a sin or is wrong the way that we do. And, uh, and it doesn't really work, you know? Um, so, um, anyway, it's a lie. The separation of church and state or the separation of morality, uh, and religion philosophy from, uh, laws, um, and, and it's, it's being perpetuated by those who want to take over and, and replace, the the dominant religion uh that 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 governs our our laws and our country with their own uh, with their own religious beliefs and philosophies whether it's uh global globalism or it's or it's uh environmentalism or it's um you know secular humanism or whatever it is they're trying to replace it or all of the above hedonism they're trying to replace our current uh bible-based scripture-based um morality and laws with their own. Um, and, and, and the most effective way to do it is to get Christians out of the way. You know, um, they need to convince us a, of this idea that there is a a separation and and a place where we need to say, well, outside of what you can apply your Christianity up to a certain point, but you have to stop. Once you get here, you have to stop. Your Christianity can't have any influence over what you do or say, or over any, any laws that we make. If you if you take that if you if you bite on that hook um, then they've got then they've got you and they can start to control control you as they as they are doing right now in America and so many Christians are just happy to go along with it because we're like yeah there is a separation of church and state and there is a difference between you know secular public life and Christian life and we shouldn't it's wrong for us to 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 let our Christianity and our moral, our, our, our moral standards influence, uh, we shouldn't impose those on other people. Well, then what, <laughs> where did you get that? Like, where did you, where in scripture did you get that line? Uh, show it to me, show it to me in scripture where that line is. And, um, and let's have a discussion about that. But I don't think you're going to find that. Um, 
Uh, scripture seems to be pretty clear that all authority on heaven and earth has been given to Christ um, and that he will rule all nations. And so I don't think when Christ rules all nations that he's going to say, well, I rule, uh, but only over these, only over the church and only over uh, the church buildings. Uh, but every, everything else is, is cool. Um so anyway, I think they I think the enemies of the church, the enemies of Christianity have been playing this long game of taking over, you know, all the institutions, public schools, universities, governments, local governments, corporations and and doing so pretty pretty successfully. Um and and it's been perpetuated I think by this just bad thinking. So anyway, I don't know if that's all that revolutionary to anybody listening to this, but but at least it was to me, uh, at least just kind of thinking through that that thought experiment of, of realizing that um, it, it really is, it does seem to be pretty arbitrary where we draw the line of, of where we're, we're allowed to apply our Christianity and where we have to stop. Um, and I, I tried to show, you know, marriage, kids, uh, your property, your business, your family, uh, your community, like, like it's just natural appropriate I think um, and that's what it's ultimately what everyone you know what, what all of us who have been saying that this is a Christian nation who want to continue to live as a Christian nation are talking about we're just saying you have to have a standard most of us are Christians here um, and the founders of this country were Christians the laws that we have are laws based in scripture let's continue to operate that way um, and let's let's stop pretending like we're, we're doing something else like of course that is what we're doing we're, we're trying to to faithfully apply scripture, um, everywhere we can. Um, and, uh, and, uh, why would we do something else? We're Christians. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that's helpful. Hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.